This is Centric Biz and Tech Talks. This is John Cackley, and today I'm talking with Centric colleagues Jody Meriday, Layden Kirk, and Maurice Faison about the celebration of Juneteenth. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome, Jody, Maurice, and Bladen. It's great to talk to you all, guys, you guys all today. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, John. Happy to do it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. So the, the discussion today, uh, in conjunction with Centric Together, is talking about the celebration of Juneteenth. I'm just going to start off with a summary of, of what I've gathered about Juneteenth uh, historically. And I have to admit that I have a few different sources. One of them includes Wikipedia. So um, <laughs> if you guys have anything to correct on what I've learned, please, uh, please jump in. Anyway, uh, so Juneteenth commemoration from June 19, 1865, that the Emancipation Proclamation would be enforced in the state of Texas. And so official day of the Emancipation Proclamation – I mean, that's going to get tough. I have to keep saying that. Uh, it, was June, it was January 1st, 1863. I'm going to a little history lesson here. Because the Union had not occupied the state of Texas at any time during – actually, during the Civil War, the original proclamation never went into effect until actually the Confederate Army surrender in Texas surrendered in June of 1865, and when a uh, Union Army uh, landed in Galveston – on June 19, among the first orders they had of nullifying anything that the uh, local legislature has done was saying, here we go again, Emancipation Proclamation was uh, was now in force in Texas, and uh, that, was, that was the immediate freeing of everyone who was enslaved in the state of Texas. So the important thing you know, after that is it became a local celebration uh, in Texas. And even had an official day in 1938 declared by the governor, but it was only for that year. It was not the uh, – it did not establish it as a regular state holiday or state celebration. Uh, but it continued across uh, the 20th century and then started making a surge late in the 1970s of being recognized across more of the United States as people from Texas moved around and, and shared it. Then really I think that uh, culminated a couple years ago in 2021, President Biden – Signed it, uh, signed a law into effect that it is now a national holiday. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, while I think I pay attention to a lot of news and public current events, I did not know it had become a national holiday. So I feel like I've learned something already from doing this. Mm. So, uh, first of all, any corrections on that? Are you guys familiar with <laughs> other details besides that? I think uh, you got more than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> No, and the the anecdotes, I think, were incredibly powerful, particularly your last statement, because a lot of people nationally were entirely unaware that Juneteenth was, you know, a huge um, commemorative, celebratory day for African-Americans. And so the presidential sign-off certainly created an awareness, a recognition, Mm -hmm. and just even a remembrance of how fragile democracy, as it has evolved, has been. Um, And it just reminds us that we remain on a journey. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll jump in there, too. So you you got it. You got it right, you know, John. Um, I think what, what what makes it special and really stands out are the you know, it, the multiple dates, but it's, it's what happens in between those dates. 
So, mm-hmm. yes, Juneteenth is a federal holiday, but didn't become one until last couple of years. Right. And it is commemorating something that happened a long, long time ago. And so there's a differential in dates that that makes you wonder, like, all right, what happened between those those dates? Right. right? That it from the time that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed to Juneteenth, there's a differential in dates there as well. Right. And so so Juneteenth is, I believe, more than just, you know, the commemoration of that that date. Right. I look mm-hmm. at all of the date differential and it makes us stop and think. Wow, like it, it, it is it is highlighting more than just a date. It's it's highlighting these different periods, you know, in our history um, and the way we as a com- as a country handled those or didn't handle those. Right. So you got the Emancipation Proclamation right. being signed and other states are nothing. Right. And Juneteenth right. is like, well, the last state you know they finally got the word um and it it exposed some ugliness but you know some of the silver lining i believe is is juneteenth was elevated to more of a national status which before you know it was you know i don't know if it was widely celebrated you know in all honesty in every african-american household right i mean we didn't we didn't celebrate it growing up it wasn't until you know i was grown and we moved to cincinnati and there's a a long-standing juneteenth festival here mm-hmm. um and our church a member of our church was part of the, the group that was putting that on and so that was our connection to right. that so you know we we're in our 20s before juneteenth really meant something to us and then our kids started participating in that so you know it's just been this uh, thing that has not been widely known widely celebrated um right and i think there's some reasons for that uh, as well yeah yep it's often I, i've often seen it referred to as the black fourth of july or the african-american fourth of july i guess it's an interesting way to put it i mean what do you guys think does that does that terminology as well as sort of that level of significance does that resonate with you or how do you feel you know, about that what, so we had to actually explain this to my little sister uh yesterday Okay. Um, and that that was kind of the the simple way that that we put it for her, but it 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 comes down to I think a lot of just how we teach and discuss history, mm-hmm. because you know that's you know we talk about of course the Fourth of July and how that's you know America's freedom and that's America's independence and then we we talk about the Emancipation Proclamation, um, but you know there is no discussion of you know, how long it actually took, you know, slavery to be, you know, truly abolished in, in this country. And and that that discussion, I think, you know, it took, you know, a long time to really come to fruition. And, and the fact that it's not as widely spread throughout like our education system and the fact that, you know, you know, you can be, you know, middle school early on into high school and not have any idea. You know, Maurice, like you mentioned, it was something that you 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 weren't familiar of in your in your family until your 20s. Right. So, it's, you know, that's that's something that I think needs to be talked about. I think we also have to look at um, the African-American predicament 
upon the date wherein we are then commemorating as a nation freedom while still holding an entire population of persons captive. I think when we think about the 4th of July, if you were in the lived experience of being African-American, the idea of, of freedom was a bit of a, a hypocrisy. And it's not it's yeah. not far removed. I went and was looking at death certificates in preparation for today and thinking, well, my parents were born in the early 19... Um, in the early 1900s, and then my grandparents, I remember my grandfather literally sharing with me in Louisiana that there were still enslaved Africans being brought in through Congo Square and being sold illegally. And so it feels as if it's something far away. But in the African-American experience, the idea of freedom is, is a quest. Um, mm -hmm. I think it remains a quest where, you know, our nation is still in a journey to really actualize the idea of justice and equality for all. Um, so for that reason, to Bladen's point, you know, the the Black Fourth of July, shall we call yeah. it, is, is that way because a quarter of a million persons on that date were given at least the notice and the protections extended um, to say you you now are free. And that's that's a substantive body of persons that were in Texas, yeah, yeah. 250,000 plus people. That's a yeah. significant kind of a movement. Um, and so, you know, African-Americans still are thoughtful and present in, in working in that journey to just be sure that there's justice, equality and freedom for all persons in the nation. Yeah, it, and it's it's a tough one um, to. I mean, that, that question is is I grapple with it because it is to me it only subscribes value to Juneteenth as it relates to the Fourth of July. So it's unless sure. I yeah. equate those two, then it doesn't mean anything. Oh, it's like the Fourth of July. Oh, okay, now now I know what that oh, is. Wow. And I think that is right uh, indicative of our educational system. Right. I mean, these things uh, it is a it is a marker of American <laughs> history. Just like the 4th of July is a marker of American history. Partially how we get to this, I didn't know what Juneteenth was. I didn't know it was a national holiday. It's not, it's still seen as an other, a subset, not even a subset, an other part of our history. And so right. when we say, hey, it's the black 4th of July, it just, it just enforces that, hey, it's something different. Right? It, it's yeah. not, it, it just, it's another independence marker because mm -hmm. the the first one really freed a certain subset of people, right? And then right, Juneteenth right. freed another subset of Americans. Um, it is one way to look at it until it's part of the true, the the total telling of the American story. Some of right. which is great, some of which is not great, but it's you have to tell the whole story. Otherwise, right. we get into this point where, like, we're still grappling with something that happened 200 years ago. But have we all been taught what happened? We had context. Right to why things are the way they are, I think we get to solutions a lot faster. But we're, yeah. we're working off of two different sheets of music. And when we start playing, it's like, man, this is horrible. It's because we're working <laughs> yeah. off of two different sheets of music. So. Yeah. We seem to have loaded up a whole lot of weight on top of uh, one day. <laughs> but now that we're, we have this sort of awareness, now I, I read some things, again, similar sources, you know, of how Juneteenth was celebrated, you know, of course, it's still a summer holiday. 
So, you know, a lot of, uh, I, I don't know, festivals, picnics, people singing, a lot of uh, traditional, uh, I guess, gospel hymns, among others. I guess there's sort of two questions, and, and you can sort of pick your, which one you feel like answering is, how do you uh, personally celebrate it, or how would you like to see it celebrated? So I, I, lo- I love the festival idea. Um, mm-hmm. Like say yeah. here in Cincinnati, the Juneteenth Festival, I think it's been going on over 30, 30 years. And so it's, it is one of the longest, um, you know, Juneteenth celebrations and it happens over a weekend. Um, mm-hmm. What started out as a grassroots effort is now part of Cincinnati parks and, you know, all these corporate sponsors. So it is getting some, some awareness. It is getting some funding um, and it's it's telling a maybe not so pretty part of our history in a non-threatening way. So you celebrate mm-hmm. what the date is, what led up to that. But then uh, the one part where we had our kids volunteer is there is a um, they call it a raising of the flags as mm-hmm. part of the ceremony of of Juneteenth. And it is um, a, a we, we, we walk the flags like 75, 80 flags of the nations that people came from in Africa that were dispersed when they got here wow. to the wow. States. And so uh-huh. it, it's it's celebratory. It's a little somber, but it's, I mean, when you see the flags all lined up and you say, look, that, you know, diaspora, when it came over mm-hmm. here, just got diluted. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, these were, were 75, 80 different, you know, nations. And came mm-hmm. over here and got boiled down to slaves. And so it's a recognition of the history of black people in America. And so it's a visual representation. So that that is um, you know, something to be made aware of um, and, and take a little bit of pride in knowing that, you know, we're not second class citizens, right? There is a history right. there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's 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 not just one history, right? It's a lot of sure. different people's history yeah. going to making up you know, what, what mm-hmm. we now have today. And, and that gets distilled down into slaves came over from Africa. Right. Yeah. 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 But it, it's <laughs> oh, no, it, it, in that. Oh, you know? gosh. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's the, the African diasporic piece. I used to teach this course um, at Spelman and it's a year long <laughs> course um, that speaks to how strategic the process was for the transatlantic slave trade, that literally strategically the idea was for 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 the South in terms of the industries that were developing, they needed highly skilled, talented persons um, to fuel that industry. And so like on many of the plantations, the there was a strategic desire for specific regions from the continent because of their skills with indigo, skills with rice, skills with mm-hmm. cotton, um, the indomitability of being able to navigate through the not only transatlantic um, experience, but to land in, in harsh climatic conditions with skills to grow and drive the industry. So you're right, the the African diaspora is a part of the fabric of America. And it's there culturally. It is there in relationship to some of the genius that has driven um, industries and trade. Um, and so that's that's an incredibly valuable point. 
So swing it back over to the uh, to the celebration, uh, Bladen. How about yourself? Uh, how do you, you talked about yeah. sharing uh, the experience, sharing the, the awareness with your little sister? I mean, how do you how do you see things from a celebration standpoint? I mean, so Maurice, I'm glad you brought up the idea of a, of like a festival and a parade. I I think that's like the perfectly appropriate in in the way you described with the flags i think that's a beautiful way to represent it Mm -hmm. we don't really have anything like that here in columbus um and part of it is at least in my hometown uh we have the blues and jazz festival that same weekend so i do imagine that they there would be some conflict there as far as you know when when they would put on that kind of an event um but no i i i think you know, the perfect celebration would be some sort of a festival, you know, and how, how we can, how, how we go about initiating that I'm, mm. I'm unsure of, but. Right. I was going to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to a federal holiday, even with what the president rolled out. Um, it is still not recognized, I think in a little under or over, I'm not sure half of the states in the country, um, and so I, I think that it should be celebrated through a federal holiday. I think it will allow people to ask a question uh, throughout the nation. What is it? I think there will be more cognizance around having some kind of a celebratory um, experience. Like with MLK Day, it may be a day of service where we remember yeah. um, the importance mm-hmm. of democracy and freedom and people, you know, take more actions in relationship to civic duty or responsibility and service. So I'm I'm aligned with the fest- festivals, the holidays and recognition as a, a federal holiday so that we have it off and that we are talking to each other and um, and building, forging those alliances that just ensure that civility and democracy are top of mind for all citizens. Yeah, so Marie's talking about the you know you're talking about the festival and talking about sort of the, I think he used the word I think he said the word like non-threatening or something like that. I, and I, I think I think you get to an interesting challenge, which is on the one hand, you want to be welcoming to you know people coming in. Hey, what is Juneteenth? Tell me about it. And you don't want to be threatening from that, but at the same time, you don't want to lose the edge, right? That's uh, mm-hmm. I mean. It's it's a powerful story that I think Jody, you were saying. I mean, it's it's a powerful quest, powerful journey that you know that we have, you know, really for the entire country about it. And you know, if you think about uh, pride celebrations, uh, at least in Chicago, you know, that was a big deal. It started off as protest. It started. It was you know very strong activist. Now, I mean, I have a lot of people in uh, the community. It's like, I, no, I don't go to pride parade. It's too touristy. Now. I don't know. I mean, it's that, uh, <laughs> you know, is that, was that a win? Um, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting um, example. Uh, so the festival piece, absolutely, because there is a cultural context to the festivals. But there's also a historical piece that I think like a federal holiday that's recognized mm-hmm. across all the states helps to address. And so the the threatening part is less about the cultural piece and it's mm-hmm. more about the historical piece. You know, I don't know how many times people have said it over the last several years, like we've never been more divided as a country. Right. And and mm-hmm. that's not all. I don't think that's all politics is fault. 
I think it's, you know, it's social media's fault. Like, I don't I don't believe as as humans, we really should be as connected as we are. We don't need to hear every comment <laughs> on every, every subject. Thought, right. And right. we don't need to hear every thought, nor do we need to yeah. articulate every thought. So I think a lot of that is coming into play, the pandemic. Um, and so there's this you know, where the threatening part comes from in the edge. There really doesn't need to be any edge to Juneteenth or the Emancipation mm-hmm. Proclamation or really even the Fourth of July because we're just commemorating something that happened in sure. history. Okay. We're not yeah. we're not rewriting history. We're not saying, hey, let's do something different. We're we are acknowledging a period of time in in our history. Um, and so there there mm-hmm. shouldn't be any edge, but as you know, there's edge to everything. Um, so I like the the federal holiday piece because it is across the board. And the win is, hey, you 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 get it, whether you you agree with it or not, you get it. Like there are some people who aren't MLK fans, but you know they don't rush into the office on MLK Day. They they take the day off. Yeah. Um, and then there are other things around. Gee, yeah. Right, right. So you look at the fe- the festival pieces are supposed to be cultural, and right. you know the 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 target audience are you know usually people in that culture, but it's not closed off. Right. It is right. it it is an inclusive event mm-hmm. for anyone to come and understand, you know, how that culture celebrates this event or you know celebrates certain um, you know dates or traditions, and so that that really is for everybody, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully it doesn't become touristy. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's open to all. But that that I would you know that would be the you know like Jody was saying the that would be the win. It it's a it's a both. Right. Because we have the festivals now, but the, the other piece is still being, um, you know, debated and legislated. But that would right. be that would be helpful. And to teach it in in school. Right. Yeah. So yes. it has yeah. context to like, hey, why are we going to this festival? Like your kids know. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. exactly. it's Juneteenth. Right? We learned about that in the third grade. Mm-hmm. We and, did. Um, if you do it that way, then it's not such a big deal. Yeah. Right? It, it's like like our kids don't question the. Boston Tea Party, like yeah, it's it's it happened. <laughs> or yeah, it's a part of history. Right? Day. Well, we right. we are going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We're gonna celebrate Cinco de Mayo. You know, for me, I as you were speaking, I thought it's a coalition day for democracy. Everybody needs to participate and remember because that remembrance keeps us present in our day to day life. Um, from the spaces and spheres of influence where we're living so that our interactions and our advocacy for democracy becomes stronger. Advancing it as a federal holiday also presents this kind of coalescence around democracy and a discussion of democracy and where we sit in it and remembering, you know, all of the points of entry. And we should be able to agree to disagree without it creating discord. I, I love the idea of, of great thoughts winning. And so mm-hmm. if we're able to mm-hmm. actively listen to each other and exchange experiences that in that process, we find a path to, well, now that I've listened intentionally to what you've shared, my perspective you know, has a lot more richness and depth rather right. than I really am not even going to listen or we're too afraid to make a mistake or we're not going to talk about it at all. We're just going to let, <laughs> we're going to let the elephant sit in the corner. That's right. <laughs> never, ever address it. it. It will just occupy a fourth of the room, but we're, 
we're going to act like that's not there. It's like, no, like we've got to be really sensitive. We've got to be humble and we've got to be trying and we've got to be able to make mistakes and we've got to be able um, to recognize the imperfection in our human experience, never mind our American experience, which, you know, in and of itself is aspirational. It has been right. since day one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's an aspiration where people are seeking to form what is it in order to form a more perfect union. <laughs> yep. We're still working on that perfect union, That's I dare right. say. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about Juneteenth and, and you know, American celebrations, American democracy. Um, and I apologize, this was not on the list of questions, but I'm trying to bring it back to Centric here somehow. <laughs> so, yes. you know, we have Centric together. We started Centric together a few years ago, you know, in, in light of some of the, you know, loud debates, social media, all sorts of things. Some things you mentioned there, Jody, of trying to make sure that we're talking among ourselves in Centric. Um because, you know, as well, I think we have a fairly diverse set of people. It's easy to believe that, oh, we all think alike, but maybe we don't. And, you know, it's and maybe we hide things from each other. I mean, I think we're fairly we have a culture of openness and connection to people. But how much are we hiding from each other? Right. And Centric Together, I think, is trying to drive, you know, open up some of those conversations so that we can maybe agree to disagree, learn from each other. Uh, I, I, let me put this to you, Maurice, especially since you've been connected with the, the Centric Together. Um, how do you see that journey? How, how has that journey been going for us? Um, it, it's it's a journey. <laughs> I'll start there. <laughs> um, and, and it's ongoing. So as long as we don't we don't stop or revert backwards, I think any progress, no matter how slow or fast, I, I still see it as as progress. And so to bring you know like this discussion back back to Centric, um, mm -hmm. the fact that we do Centric together and the fact that we do centric talks and the fact that we do uh, podcasts like this one if this podcast is the only source of someone inside of centric hearing about juneteenth then that's a win because without it, mm -hmm. it it would have not happened and so there's a there's a there may be like i can't predict the future but you know <laughs> there may be people inside of centric who listen to this podcast because of the common thread of centric and mm -hmm. would otherwise not be drawn to a podcast on J Juneteenth. And so I think it's, it's part of our overall Centric Together DEI you know, initiatives. That's an important part because it, 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 there's another source uh, that's closer to people that they may not have otherwise. Um, so I, I like the fact that we have continued this drumbeat of the commemorates on the different topics that touch people inside of Centric. So we're not pulling an issue or topic off the shelf that like we all have to go do some research on because none of us know what it is. Like these are these are events and celebrations that touch people inside of Centric. And that's what we want to do with Centric Together. It it's part of the um, unmatched employee experience. It's mm -hmm. it's a, it that's part of it, right? It's not just the the, the accolades that you get, but it's a recognition of 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 John and of Bladen and of of Jody, mm -hmm. the 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 person, and that's yep. that's part of the centric together. Mm -hmm. Part of that is, hey, we recognize you're 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 more than the box I see on my screen, and I want to yep, get right. to know that. So what's behind that? 
And, you know, we're here saying, you know, hey, Juneteenth is a is a part of what's behind the box. And this is what it means to us. And, and that's <laughs> that, I think that's what we're trying to do with, you know, with, with a, a lot of the centric together uh, activities. I was just, I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Jody, with the whole idea of it takes a trying effort. Right. And not just from, you know, other people to understand, but from us to you know help educate those those people as well. Yep. Yeah. And I think more specifically related to Centric, um, to be to answer your question, my my creative juices started flowing and I was <laughs> like, well, maybe next year what Centric will do is hold tech team to acknowledge that there have been barriers to points of entry sure. for women yeah. as well as um, racially and ethnically diverse communities. I did a call earlier um, where in the conversation we were talking through and about six organizations that one of our one of our um, senior leaders serves on that really is there to provide points of access for um, mm-hmm. those groups underserved, underrepresented. The truth is, you know, we're looking for those representations. I know in my role, a big thing around, you know, recruiting, promoting, and retaining that talent is looking and saying the points of entry are not fueling a pipeline of talent. Loving that Bladen, you know, had mm-hmm. the inroads experience. I was in inroads. Those kinds of opportunities in something like a tech team may be like. Right. Blacks yeah. in tech or Hispanics in tech and, and and beyond to just look and say, how do we catalyze things of importance to our bottom line as we're also lifting up recognition um, for distinct cultural moments um, in our history? Yep. Yep. So I'm going to take us back to, to Bladen here. Uh, we're going to get a little uh, sample question here. Uh, how well we've been communicating Centric together. So, Bladen, you've interned two summers with Centric. You've just started full time. Before today, how much had you heard about Centric together? Before today, I heard about it a little bit last summer, but not, okay. not at all the summer before, really. It was not, uh, you know, a big area of interest that I remember. But I do, okay. I do remember it being a discussion last summer. Okay. Um, how about? And I may even have the term wrong. Uh, employee resource groups? No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there's a communication to do on some of our existing well, the, programs. Well, let me ask this okay. But you've heard, you've heard yeah. uh, be it centric. Yes. That's an that's the ERG. So it may that may be a, okay. a terminology. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. 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 Better, that better could be, Good save. Be. Good save. <laughs> 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 But no, I, I, I like that question, John, because, you know, it's you can't see the forest for the for the trees sometimes. And, you know, it, it, it's true when we talk about centric together, you know, it's true when we talk about centric. Right. I mean, have you in a presentation and you just rattling off all of these acronyms that are second nature to us. But we have to step back and say, well, you know, do, do the, does my audience know X, Y and Z as as in depth as 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 I do? Um, and so that that's a good point is, you know, yeah, we think about Centric Together all the time because we either have emails going on or Teams threads going on and, you know, planning the initiatives, you know, that, that, but yeah, that, that, that's a good question to say, did you, did you hear it? Right. Right. Yeah. Not a good yeah. point. 
that's the I was going to share the the call to action. I think even for the role that I am in is I will know that the work has been done with fidelity if DEI is embedded and it's not just a series of activities, but it is part and parcel to the skills that we see are necessary for executing our work. And it means that, you know, when we when we're thinking about the business model and the path forward that we're mm. we're acting on ensuring that we have diverse teams because diverse teams propel innovation and drive revenue. Yep. So we're yep. right about at time. Um, I'll go around quick and any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, Maurice, I'll just let you go first. Yeah, no, I I you know appreciate the the, the podcast and opportunity to you know to get together and you know talk about and commemorate you know a, a piece of uh, of American history, a piece of African American history, and how it relates to um, you know to our lived experience because you know that uh, that's a source to how we show up at work. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I'd like to thank Jody and, and Bladen for you know being on the podcast and John, you hosting um, as well. But yeah, I, I, um, I always enjoy the opportunity to, you know, to commemorate outside of work with, with, with people <laughs> at work. Uh, right. Because as we know, the, the, those two worlds, um, those should not always be polar opposites or, or separate. So. Right. Yep. Bladen, any uh, last thoughts for this? Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously appreciate being here. I, I, I think, it, it's really nice to know, you know, just starting working here at Centric, that I, I can be a part of a company that does have this trying effort to, you know, uh. understanding diversity and, and being inclusive and making these strides towards teaching others, you know, about history. Mm. All right. Sad. Cool. Thank you. And then, Jody, anything you'd want to wrap up? I'm giving you a final word here. What do you got? Happy Juneteenth, America, would be my reaction and response. Um, today is a day where the coalition of citizens stands together for democracy, mindful of the journey that we've taken um, and where we need to be um, in our future moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just. We're in it together. Let's continue to advance civility, democracy, the quest for justice and equality. Awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Some, some pre patriotic music going on behind that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get that. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix doing the national anthem. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Jazz to your earlier point, Blade. Yeah. That's, that's America's classical music, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get, let's some good old Winton Marcellus blood on the field. That would be perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just blew All the right. Central Together budget. We can't afford the rights. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this has been Cedric Biz and Tech Talks. Thanks to Jody, Bladen, and Maurice for joining me today. And thank you for listening.